Fuckboy is my favorite word. It really, it encapsulates so much. Like, Peter Pan is such a fuckboy. Yep. Like, so many Disney princes are fuckboys. Yep. What exactly does fuckboy mean? It's It's like... It's a guy who flits around and, like, he's one of those guys who, like, like, Like pretends to, has or pretends to have a lot of feelings, but, like, won't really ever, like, be earnest in anything. And, like, basically every single guy I dated for five years in New York. Yeah. (laughs) Or a lot of dudes I've dated. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Just a fuck. And like, who's like? Is there a checklist? Peter like, can I make a checklist? Feelings. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, Peter Pan is such like... a fuckboy. But I actually think Peter Pan is more like one of those gay dudes who like doesn't understand the utility of women at all, like the way that he treats Tinkerbell. Oh, he's so abusive to her. Yeah, yeah. Her. He, 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 I, yeah. he always put he always sticks her in the jump seat. Yeah. Yep. What else? Just doesn't really want to grow up. Literally can't grow up. Literally yeah. can't grow up. <laughs> 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 Naveen is also a fuckboy from T- um, Princess and the Frog. Oh, yeah. yeah. He's, yeah, yeah, yeah. he's like a hella fuckboy. Hi- high-waisted pants. Yeah. <laughs> like, I would fuck him, but, like, he's a fuckboy. <laughs> if we're in the Disney prince line, I think Aladdin, especially yeah. pre his kind of grow-up realization. Yeah, what, yeah. what about Romeo? Cusco. Oh, Romeo's yeah. a fuckboy. Yeah, sure. for sure. I mean, I mean, at the at the beginning of the of the play, I mean, th- he's obsessed with a different woman. Yeah, there's enough evidence mm-hmm. in there that he's just in love with love. Like, oh yeah, I think he's in yeah. love with just getting his dick wet. Oh, yeah. for like, going, but like, like if, in the name of love. If we're going with yeah. Shakespeare, Hamlet's like the king of Hamlet fuckboys. Is a cute Hamlet is yeah. a king fuckboy. I mean, yes. You think yeah. so? Don't you think really a lot of why Hamlet? He just questions. You're like, listen, do you want to lock this down? Do you want to be in a relationship or not? He's like, to be or not. Like he just like goes back yeah, and but forth. That, he literally has a feeling. Wow. No. <laughs> okay, so maybe you're a fuckboy too. Oh. What? But he does. He does what mess with Ophelia's head though. Yeah, like that's yeah, that's the like gaslighting level of being a fuckboy. So gaslighting's part of being. a I mean, fuck I don't boy? know. I, I might be exaggerating. I mean, but just like a bunch just of like together. shitty tactics are like I think a part of the fuckboy repertoire. And, like, yeah, okay, like so kind of like, manipulation. Yeah, bringing and, people okay. along, like stringing people along a little bit yeah. longer than you really should be. Like going off of Aladdin, like heck yeah, I'm I'm King Prince Ali. Right. That's. Mm. Give me that. Peacocking. Give me that. He's sum. like peacocking. Peacocking. Really hard. Yeah. I've never heard of peacocking. Oh, peacocking is oh, that peacocking. thing. Oh, it's like, you know, it's how male peacocking like Oh, in a bar, yeah. okay. It's I, like that guy, the pickup artist, in his book has a whole chapter mm-hmm. on peacocking. Like, you go to a bar and you wear a real slick fedora so that ladies come up and are like, oh, what's your fedora about? Mm-hmm. Have you ever read? Oh, it's some a cover for my They are head, crazy. Baby. It's like, they're it's terrible. Like, make, make a comment about a woman's upper lip hair and. And like, like she'll nagging. Oh, nagging. nagging her nagging. so that yeah. she'll then get like self-conscious, not desperately ashamed because like it's not that big of a deal, but she'll get like just nervous and self-conscious enough. But that then she'll you swoop then... in with a compliment yeah. and she's like, oh, my God, I felt so insecure. Thank God this fuck boy is here. Yep. Hi, I'm Philip. Hi, I'm Matt. First we'll have a little chat, then put on our incubus. Now it's time for Next Step And hey, we're here today with. Impropera. Hi, cast of Impropera. Hi. Uh, can you say that again? Uh, harmonizing? Hello. Hello. Nicely done. Uh, and if you could introduce yourselves so we could get to know your voices. Ah, I'm first. Uh, I'm Gregory Parks. I'm Liv Augusta. I am Phil Schramm. Andrea Rabbit. <laughs> And if you recognize Liv and Phil's voices, it's because they were just on this show. <laughs> <laughs> Goof. Goof. Yeah. <laughs> the sequel. Uh, all right. Uh, and as always, I am joined today by... Philip Simondet, who was also recently on the show. And your host every week is... <laughs> Matt McLeod. And uh, Philip, quick sidebar. Sidebar. Uh, why do we keep inviting you back? I have those pictures that you don't want me to... Sidebar <laughs> over. <laughs> So, I- Impropera is is a is a very int- and we're going to get right into it. Wait, so, can I just say that we're missing we're a member? We're not going to get right into yes. No, we're missing yeah. a member. Right. So we already introduced ourselves, but we can't we can't talk about this group without talking about our accompanist. No, I, no. I get that. Uh, and your Who's not here? So it's, Your accompanist is not here. He's and not his here. Name his is, name is Joe Yeh. And his name is Joe Yeh. Yes. Uh, is that a stage name or is that it's actually a real human name? Silly. So you're not like Joe, yay! Yay! It's well, we Joe. are. In my head, yeah. Yeah, of time. course. Sometimes it is. The reason why you have an accompanist is because this group is, it's not that you're improper, uh, it's that 
your impro as an improvised opera. Uh, which to to many many people uh musical improv is terrifying but you decided to just take it the next step and make the entire thing sung correct yes okay so uh so let's talk about this uh first of all why (laughs) why not next question yeah okay good okay cool uh no uh do you want our origin story yeah yeah what was the what was the uh thought process behind starting uh, a group like this um there are several groups in the twin cities that do some sort of musical improv uh in one way or another um anything from solo like troubadour um which will be on next at bat oh next week yeah probably yeah and uh all, all the way to like you know feel good about yourself orchestra or uh, you know, in, those are in, two groups we love being compared to. So sure, they keep, it up. keep it up. Uh, we're we're blushing. in that league. Just yeah. we're blushing. Yeah. So you know, I didn't compare you, but anyway, uh, uh, no, I did. I was kidding. I was kidding. I'm sorry, oh. guys. Uh, <laughs> it was uh, sidebar. Yeah, Matt, you're nailing it. Am I? <laughs> you really? It seems like I'm in control because you're you're kind of making them uncomfortable and like <laughs> negging them. <laughs> <laughs> So swoop well, in right now with a compliment. <laughs> so I was reading this book on my way to the... You know what? So Sidebar. Sidebar over. Did I mention how all of you look really nice today? <laughs> oh, thank you. Thank you. Oh my God. I'm sure the viewers listening will be appreciative of how we look right yeah. now. Yes. Did you just neg him back? Yes. Okay. I uh, I have quick sidebar. Sidebar. You... I'm feeling really low yeah. at the moment. God, I could really go for a compliment. Um... Uh, sidebar over. <laughs> I like your Star Wars shirt. <laughs> Thank you. Uh-oh. Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, so, uh, so yes, but you do uh, a completely different kind of musical improv. Uh, yeah. So, talk about what what did make you gravitate towards this, and how did you gravitate towards each other? Uh, I remember getting a message from Liv one day, uh, and Liv is actually. Uh, our only operatic trained <laughs> like person in our group. Sure. The rest of us have you know strong improv backgrounds, some singing backgrounds, but yeah. not opera background. Mm-hmm. And Liv had this idea of wanting to do a show that involved just doing an opera. So that was just kind of the thought process. <laughs> well, yeah. she, so <laughs> she was our ma- she was the mastermind behind it all. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think you clarified, but that means that which was new to me when I came in was that every word is sung, mm-hmm. no spoken things, even not even little sentences. Um, in yeah. Cause we do um, up top at the beginning of our shows, we do a lot of scene painting to set the picture, but even that we do um, as recit- recitative, uh, which is a opera style where you're like, singing on the same note, telling the story to set things up. Um, and so like, even that we don't talk. So, Liv, this is yeah. kind of your brainchild. Yeah. And, and, and luckily, these weirdos wanted to go along on this sure. journey with me. So, <laughs> so I guess, uh, uh, so you studied opera. Did you study in school? Or? So, I, okay, you want to get real into it yeah. about voice Absolutely. and stuff? You guys yeah. ready for this? Definitely. Sure. Okay. Yeah. So, like, I sang growing up, mm-hmm. and, like, that was, like, a thing that I took as a huge part of my life and, like, thought was really important. Then I had some, like, real emotionally abusive uh, choir directors in high school and the mm-hmm. beginning of college um, that made me very, like, singing is bad. I shouldn't do this. I'm bad at it. No one wants me to sing. And then, as an adult, like, I guess you're an adult when you're in college, but, like, a real adult um, <laughs> with a disposable income, I was, like... I'm going to pay for singing lessons at McPhail. And so I started taking voice lessons at McPhail um, almost two years ago now. Mm-hmm. Shout out to McPhail and Mick Young Park, my amazing voice teacher. Because um, now I'm like, love singing. And it was like about a year into taking voice lessons where I was like, I want to do something weird and fun with this. Yeah. Um, because the lessons I was taking were like classical voice lessons of like learning how to sing arias and things like that. That were things that I had never really done before. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's pretty much it. And then I was like, let's apply this skill that I'm using, learning mm-hmm, mm-hmm. to the art form of improv that I like. Well, and a lot of improvisers are, are known, a lot of good improvisers specifically, are known for taking the thing that seems the most risky and just, you know, let's, let's fucking do that. 
is is that kind of the thought process like you know specifically greg phil and uh andrea i don't know exactly what your singing background is but how comfortable were you with this idea to start with or was it just like god that's terrifying let's do it both both okay uh, i had never i hadn't thought of myself as a singer and i still honestly don't but whenever anybody asked me if i could sing my response is well i can carry a tune without the help of a bucket and that was you know good enough sure but i also eventually wanted to take advantage well like lived it i wanted to i was at a point where i decided I would like to actually hone this skill. Right. And I was taking voice lessons for about a year when I, uh, like starting in 2014 and 2015, there was a great guy in town uh, named Stephen Holtz who was, who was suggested to me, he was recommended to me by some friends. <clears throat> and so he was my voice teacher and then my schedule got prohibitive. But, um, what? I, uh, yeah, that doesn't happen. <laughs> and uh, now I'm definitely more comfortable singing. Mm-hmm. And Impropera came along and Liv just, you know, threw darts at a board. And, <laughs> and she asked me. And mm-hmm. <laughs> she, and, it's but a she little asked, more intentional than that. She asked me, yeah. I mean, that's, that's, that's what, that's a the, Un- that's self-esteem. Yeah, understatement. Self-deprecating. Yes, yeah. there we go. Well, and I would but, say, to interject, one of the things about picking who I asked to do this yeah. with me was all the people that I asked to do with me are people I trust really sincerely and who all have really different skills. So, like, right. Greg, I think this is going to translate real well to podcast, but it's like <laughs> the best space work person in the entire world, which, yeah. like, especially when you're singing and you don't have the luxury of being able to use mm-hmm. as many words sometimes. Um, creates a much more vivid picture for the stage and like mm-hmm. andrea has the ability to just like own a character from whatever it is um and like philip also like knows what what is missing yeah. more oh like god yeah holy yeah. really yeah. crap yeah. elemental or, oh. or he's just like i feel like there needs to be we a bad a guy who's not yeah. like super bad but like this specific kind of bad like we need a deity element yeah god <laughs> philip is such a Philip, when I, when I first actually saw him improvise, it was with Looking Glass. I think I don't think I'd ever seen you do. I think yeah, that Looking was Glass. that may have been the one of the first shows I did in the the, the Twin Cities community was a really show. that was only like the you're kidding me. It was one of the first shows. It was the first show I actually got cast in. Wow, Is it like f- through the Looking Glass. Yes, yeah. uh, breaking the Looking Glass, oh, which was uh, which was a project that was put up by uh, Cicely Lang, which was right. sort of a melding of and taking the world of uh, Alice in Wonderland right. and this doing our own kind of world version of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was like one of the first shows I did. It was it was a fun process to be able to basically like, how can we take an absurdist world and make it make sense in a way to people with these characters that are drawing off of like mathematical proofs, like philosophical elements. Mm -hmm. And it's definitely something that I considered in my wheelhouse because I love thinking philosophically about Mm -hmm. things and just knowing what something is needed. I've studied, uh, going off of my history, uh, I have no vocal training whatsoever, Mm -hmm. uh, which is really funny that I'm in this group. Uh, But I do have musical improv training which is what I have. And so I know how to structure songs, improvi- improvise songs anyway. Mm-hmm. That's where my background came from and also a theater person background mm-hmm. where I'm thinking of all these different elements of that way. I don't remember the exact tangent I'm going off of here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just started talking. <laughs> I'll jump in and say that I was I, so I was the last to join. I think Liv yeah. was looking for another female voice and kind of just a, a fourth just person to round out the the quartet um and so i was very excited i'm a, i've been singing for a lot of years in musical theater and acapella groups and uh various other non-choral non-operatic singing and then was kind of a newer babier improviser um so i was very intimidated to come into an opera um <laughs> group because i i just have i think i'd seen one opera before mm-hmm. um but i love music i i'm I just have kind of like a musical instinct, both in terms of singing and also just musical theater. I'm a sucker for a, mu- a good musical. And so 
I was, so I remember just very quickly before the first rehearsal, I joined, like, first watching Jill Bernard's YouTube video on, like, a quick... Oh, my God, that's the it was, best. It's, like, a two-minute guide to, <laughs> the, like, the kind of posts of opera mm -hmm. like the aria the like like the it's like all the different kinds of kinds of music all the different tropes right. all the all different, different parts like and so that was i watched that and then live also circulated to our group another youtube video of it, someone put together basically a summary of kind of an animated summary oh, i think of joe like, was who shared that with us initially. oh yeah, yeah. oh my god and it was great. like yeah. a, maybe 10 or 20 of like the most famous operas mm -hmm. and you know everyone had a 30 second summary of like so and so and this person fall in love this person gets attacked by a god who's angry and wants to smite him this person then comes back from the dead to fall back in love with his you know and then <laughs> and then moving on to the next opera so i remember just like kind of like studying and like cramming the, those mm -hmm. before going to rehearsal and i was like this is terrifying i have no idea what i'm doing but it was right away it was pretty comfortable because all i think all of us are very kind of smart mm -hmm. quote unquote and educated in mm -hmm. other elements of performance and theater and um and opera and so we can kind of like you know phil example phil he can jump in with a with a certain narrative structuring that is very needed and so it's it led to a very quick group trust in a form that i had really no idea about and i think that was kind of the case mm -hmm. for all of us uh let, well let's talk about exactly what your you know a show would look like if if someone was coming to see a show what would they see an improvised opera. I get that. <laughs> I get that. So, Question answer. So, oh. yeah. So, um, what would normally start is we all come out on stage. We explain that this is going to be the, la the last you'll hear us speaking. Uh, and for our suggestion that we get, we try to get something that somebody is passionate about. So, mm -hmm. the way we normally get that ask is asking what someone would be willing to die for. Hmm. And we've gone back and forth between taking suggestions like puppies Pizza. or chocolate. <laughs> um, and then, you know, sometimes someone said democracy, I remember. Yeah. And, and oh, both yeah. of oh, yeah. taking those suggestions has interesting results sometimes. Because so sometimes the ones with, uh, with a heavier gravitas are... Um, are more fun to play with, but they're also much more challenging. And, Whereas yeah, yeah. And making also, something about puppies is kind of fun, lending operatic yeah. elements Well, to and that. also, like, thinking about the one that we got that someone said pizza, and that was the only suggestion we got, so we were like, all right, so I guess we're going to be inspired by pizza. Wound up being an op... So then, after this t ask, there's normally a brief overture played on the piano by Joe. We seen paint, and it's a start-to-finish one narrative for the whole show. And we generally each play one character. Occasionally, someone will play multiple characters. Um, but like the pizza one, back to that example, it was like a silly suggestion and then wound up being like a very serious opera about like someone's restaurant going under and like. I think everyone killed yeah. themselves. Entre entrepreneurship. Yeah. It was entrepreneurship like, and small business. business. Yeah. And then. Just tra it was a, that one was a tragedy. It was yeah. a solid tragedy. But it is then, yeah, 20 minutes or however long the set is of just singing a single narrative. And mm -hmm. we'll go in and out of the scenes. And a lot of the narrative is done through either we try and have at least one or two arias, just one person um, singing. Mm -hmm. We also try and do, you know, duets, um, trios, and then at some point kind of at the, pe at the at like, peak of the narrative, yeah. usually at, at the midpoint of the show, we'll do all four of us singing in four-part harmony, kind of emphasizing our characters. Want in general, yeah. Point Singular, yeah. you know, yeah. aim. And it's usually pretty repetitive. Yeah, and but. it's often, yeah, like each of us will have like a single line or phrase or two that are just mm -hmm. being repeated and heightened and like the tones right. are changing and the yeah. sound is changing. It's, but it's like, a four-way like split screen in a yeah. sense. It's like <laughs> we're, we're, we're zooming in on everybody's mindscape at this point in the narrative mm -hmm. and we're just hearing that sung mm -hmm. which is the beautiful way of putting it. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. we usually usually that's the thing that I think roots us. That That's a big yeah. anchor in every set that we've done, I feel. Yeah. yeah. Regardless of how strongly we've started or how we might feel we started shaky, it's usually that part yeah. that is consistent and then we get yeah. bam, things lock yeah. in right. hard. Because yeah, for the most part it's like you're singing like someone's name and you're like well, if I'm singing this person's name, this is the only thing that's going to matter to this character for right. the rest of the show. 
So yeah, it kind of it kind of locks it in, and like it's one of those like improv lessons I've learned, which is like the audience loves like hit them over the head clarity and simplicity. So yeah. if I'm saying like, I want love, I want love over and over again, it's like really crystallizes for myself, for all of the rest yeah. of us and for the audience. Like this is what, this is the one thing this character wants yeah. throughout. Right. And then, and some, it will lead to some end for mm-hmm. him or her. Mm-hmm. And then uh, as we move toward, from that towards the end of the set, it will, it becomes pretty clear, although sometimes not until right at the end, mm. it becomes pretty clear whether it's a tragedy or a comedy. Yeah. Sure. Whether, mm-hmm. you know, the usually there's a love interest because, again, that's a very Opera. strong operatic trope. And whether that's going to end up happy, whether everyone's going to end up dead. Um, whether It's definitely mm-hmm. the most death that I've ever had in yeah. a show and I've been in Creature Features. So, <laughs> like... Take that for what it's worth. For me, on that note, for me, it's a it's a big development. I was in a sketch comedy troupe in college, mm-hmm. and we had a running joke that every show I had to die at some point. <laughs> <laughs> and now, every time I do improper, usually you die. die. So now I die. Yes, I die much. I'm I'm much more schooled at dying now, <laughs> thanks to improper. Yeah. Thanks, Improper. Yeah. yeah, everybody dies most of the time. Valar Morghulis. Mm-hmm. And the only other thing that gets added in, which is kind of fun, I think, for both Joe, it's also fun when we play with tech, with the lights, oh, is that there's yeah. often like some kind of godlike or spiritual element that comes in mm-hmm. um, that kind of will thunderbolt in. Um, Normally a Philip Schramm. Usually a Philip Schramm. <laughs> yeah. And um, that's a really fun kind of, that can be very fireworky, which mm-hmm. is yeah, adds it, visual. It, and... it, it's playing with the Deus Machina element of a mm-hmm. show, which uh, to literally define that it was back in like the origins of theater, like in Greek and Roman, mm-hmm. they had these giant machines mm-hmm. that would just come in during like the plays, like cranes, like basically. cranes to like load in a god to like mm-hmm. say, here's how I'll fix everything. Mm-hmm. And a lot of, or like, make everything, or make everything awful. <laughs> Can we get a deus ex machina right now? Prepare for the worsening. The just get it, just yeah. drop one into DC. Yeah. Mm. But like, improper got real, sorry. But like that, that's like, it's, I use it sparingly in the show. And like, we all kind of like realize we can't yeah. have every show end with God intervention. Well, and sometimes I would say the thing that's fun about improper is that we get to play with all of these opera things, which like opera tropes are hacky AF. Like, <laughs> th- like when you think about how operas work, it's like, well, that person loves someone and then yeah. someone got in the way. And uh oh, now they ran away and now they're dead. Like, it's like, if you, when you write it out, it makes you sound like a terrible writer for the most part. <laughs> but it's really clear. It again, makes for Three's group, Company sound like yeah. Shakespeare. Yeah. <laughs> but for group communication on stage, like, I know if Greg and I walk out and we are like playing like two characters who might be romantically interested in each other. You can literally I, say it. Within a minute on stage, we both know that, okay, we're going to be in love. Well, and that's going to... It, so it's like, a, it, yeah. like it, it's like cheating groupthink, basically. Yeah. And I think we often use the example of like being like, I am the bad guy. I am the bad guy. Like, is okay. <laughs> like, you can literally do that. I, I mustache twirling, <laughs> you know, hand wringing. Our first nope. show, I did that. Uh-huh. Our first show, I came, I was like, I'm the evil health inspector. Just, <laughs> just making it as obvious as day. Sure. Like, oh, we bad. know all the roles that yeah. everyone is playing in this show. So it's kind of like, I think it's some of the easiest improv I've ever done because because of that. everything's yeah. just out there and like you don't have, have to be, this... I don't have to be reading your mind or, or trying right. to hear what you're where you're coming from. I just know immediately yeah. by looking at you if we're across the stage from each other that we're gonna either you know be in love or probably hate each other yeah. or something. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. it's, it feels like you have like we have a deck of cards and we're like, well, I guess we today we drew supernatural right, right. love <laughs> and business interest like. Yeah. <laughs> So outside of like plot devices and understanding like how what characters are who and what relationships are and more likely than not where the story's going because it's very tropey, how do you interact as actors? There's also the mechanics of theater going on mm. um, because it's all still improvised. Mm-hmm. And I'm, a, I'm assuming that that's a, you know, it's a work in progress. It always is like as chemistry grows and as 
you get to know each other more on stage, you have more experience together. How has that gone? How has that changed? And how have you developed uh, the mechanics of interacting together? I think uh, uh, what jumps to mind is particularly the death scenes at okay. the end. I've mm -hmm. gotten more comfortable just that with that physical interaction right. um, of either being killed or killing, you know, of like feeling comfortable wrapping my arm around yeah. any of your necks to, you know, <laughs> your or something. Well, and I don't think I felt comfortable at first no. doing that. And now I'm like, I'll, you know, I feel comfortable physically showing that in a, mm -hmm. in a, because the, the picture on stage is so much cooler when I'm actually, you know, like, very visibly slitting Greg's yeah. Or whatever. yeah well and I think too with that like there's a campiness to some degree of the physicality mm -hmm. with opera mm -hmm. that we portray a little bit as well where like you kind of will like walk to a specific spot <laughs> and stop and sing yeah and then you'll like go interact and like touch a person and there, so I feel like there's more we have a lot more physical contact in a lot yeah. of ways and a lot, especially a lot of Minnesota improvisers. Um, not to stereotype. Yeah, Liz, I, oh no, Liz, it's true. What? Sorry. Liz, I feel like there's a picture of us where you're, where like, well, I'm on my knee. Yeah. Like basically it's, I wouldn't show this picture to my parents. Because no, I would not was, either. It's like very, it was a graphic very, show as a, well. It was a graphic show. Although it looks friend. different in the picture than what it was. We were both playing two boys, and um, remember this? Yeah, it was in the, I lock don't was in the locker exactly room. I was the big oh, yeah. football player, remember? Yeah, and you were the nerd. Um, <laughs> and uh, this was also, we've done shows. Dear Penthouse, I never thought it happened to me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Hut, hut, uh, And then, yeah, she killed me, and like, that picture is amazing because it is yeah. like we're, we get so physical and use the space interestingly. So what is the picture of? Basically, I mean, it looks like, like, it looks um, like one of us is masturbating and the other one is like on the ground. On the ground, yeah. But what was really happening was that Andrea was killing me with her big dick. Um, <laughs> oh, that's much clarifies. better, much, much better. better. Yeah, so but it, in it at best looks like we're doing uh, some intimate sexual. act. Yeah. Okay, wait a minute. It, <laughs> you're the nerd. <laughs> All, opera's all about revenge. Yeah. You know? uh, yeah. Yeah. But but going back to like uh, how we developed <laughs> trust, else. like uh, when yeah. we had our original run, which was a go-go run, uh, sure. all four yeah. of us were there. We I don't think at that time we could think, how could we do this if one of us wasn't there? Or how could we do this if two of us wasn't there? <laughs> Uh, and then when we oh, got yeah. uh, another run, which was... Which open. was real quick after. Yeah. It was, which, like, yeah, we what, opened, it, we opened up for a... Friday night show and for Bearded Manor in yeah April and May May and oh, June and whatever we basically I don't had know. a lot of there were going to be some schedule conflicts because all the four of us are probably the most overscheduled people and together it's terrible anyway so go back to it but yeah so okay. like at that point it's like oh we should get together more and make sure we can trust that we can do a two person impropera mm -hmm. uh mm -hmm. fuck. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, we did that twice. Oh, yeah, um, and Andrea and I did one, and then Philippa and I did one as well. It was not a goof goof show. Uh -huh. <laughs> uh, and because we had developed all that trust over the that period of time, like beginning of the sh like the beginning of us coming together, like there's no way I thought we could do that. Uh -huh. And like as time went on, like oh, we're understanding how we can fill in roles and how we interact and how yeah. we can pick up everyone else's like strengths when they're not there and how we can interact that with the whole show. Like if Greg's not there, how can we be more physical? Or if Andrea's not there, how can we stay more bold in our characters? And I think also one of the things that we did that was really good up top that we need to get back in the habit of just to put us all saying this. So we all <laughs> on agree notice. to it on notice. <laughs> this is also me needing this um, was that for like three months we met every week yeah. Um, yeah. and like we're really yeah. disciplined too. It wasn't just like, okay, we're going to meet for two hours and then we just like gab because sometimes that happens with improv groups. It was like, we <laughs> were all there it. on the yeah. dot and like starting vocal warmups. Yeah. Like, right. yeah. yeah. Cause I think that is part of it that like, because like you said, the musical improv is scary. Yeah, it is. Um, aren't you excited? You sound real excited for when you do the bat. Oh, I'm excited. Okay. But like, I think because the stakes were high, we all like, we're like, okay, we have to go in hard then. Mm -hmm. 
Well, to touch on something Andrea said, it's, you know, dying is so much more, it, it's so much easier. It There's less of a tendency to go, oh, I like doing this. I like playing this character. I don't want to die. It's like, well, somebody's got to die. Time mm-hmm. to make the donuts. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> and it sometimes it comes out. It's like, who's going to die first? Oh, that, oh, everybody died. Okay, yeah. cool. Um, yeah. And another thing it, that makes it easy is not only do the four of us as actors trust each other, but mm-hmm. Joe is also mm-hmm. yeah. an actor. He's just behind the keyboard. Right. You know, he's mm-hmm. he's got musical improvisation training. Mm-hmm. He's a trained musician. Like he went to school and studied that stuff. And he's a multi-instrumentalist and he also has done improv. Mm-hmm. So, and he knows mm-hmm. opera. Yeah. yeah. And he, yeah, the style of his music that he plays with us is incredible. And also, it's very varied that, like, depending on the tone that our show has started, his music matches what we're doing. And his music also does a great job of guiding that sometimes, um, like, sometimes I feel like, I mean, he really is the fifth actor in this show that. Oh, I'm if, sure without a doubt. Yeah. And, like, I think sometimes if. You know, we've gotten to a point where something needs to switch. Sometimes he'll be the one who switches it, that that tone will shift in the yeah. sound of the music. He'll see it before you yeah. guys do. Yeah. And we're all listening to each other and all following. So, like, Oddly enough, like one of the biggest aspects of the show that we don't haven't talked about yet is just the silences that when we're not singing, allowing Joe to take over mm-hmm. and allowing that emotional mm-hmm. motivation of his actual piano playing to carry us over into the next emotional beats yeah. into the next scenes occasionally those will be the moments where there'll be like a physical interaction too mm-hmm. with that underscoring that just heightens it so much because like yeah yeah one, one and of, then you add in the lights and it's like that's bam 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 because right. one of the scariest things a lot of like new improvisers and even some experienced improvisers face is when you're not speaking on stage you feel like you're doing something wrong Mm-hmm. Yeah, like a lot of true. people fear silence. When, I mean, Greg doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I would also <laughs> say none of us really do. Like, I wouldn't <laughs> say that is a problem that any of us have. Um, and so I think that also is helpful in this group that like none of us. Yeah, none mm-hmm. of us are afraid of that silence. We're all okay with being like, let's have Joe have a beat. Yeah, that's all, yeah. It's allowing us to have patience with the improv and not just attacking it and attacking it and attacking it mm-hmm. and letting moments breathe. Like a lot of the times when we do our big four quartet, all of us singing our mm-hmm. own things, right. we allow it to breathe and let the audience because sometimes the audience will applaud after that. Uh, yeah because you know it's it's like that basic musical is like oh that number's over let's applaud right. yeah i would actually say and sometimes joe does a really good job of like clearly demarking when a song shifts yes. and often we get applause at those points and it is like an audience thing where i think they're like this is the scene is over now yes. now i clap because i know that this is how this because works that's how it works when i'm in a musical right. or opera but most people are more used to musicals, musicals yeah yeah, yeah. This was I'll, this is a show that I felt comfortable inviting like my parents to mm-hmm. because like except I, for that one with the nerd right 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 well, <laughs> but like yeah. it's because it's like it just touches on that like it's just audience familiarity like so right. many improv shows I I don't invite people who don't really know improv because they'll show up and they'll be like what less the, accessible what's going on it's yeah. it's harder for them yeah, yeah. um. Whereas, like, I, yeah, my parents have seen musicals. They've been to operas. They kind of, mm-hmm. it's just they know that language. They understand it. Yeah. So I was, you know, happy to have them come in, and they were like, "Oh, this improv thing you do isn't so weird, right?" Like they, and you know, mm-hmm. and and it also gives like a context too that like my my parents came to see it as well, mm-hmm. um, and my parents and my family does a lot of like musical theater mm-hmm. and so they have that knowledge, and so it's not just like, oh, there's Liv doing her makeup ups. It's like. <laughs> Oh, Liv is like creating another version of the thing that we do. Yeah. Speaking of somebody who no one's parents want to see, <laughs> now's the time of the show where I throw the microphone over to Philip Simondet for a brand new segment that we call <laughs> Philip's Corner. Philip's Corner. Yeah, nice. Well said. Oh, great. Hello, everybody. Welcome to hey. Philip's Corner. It's a brand new segment that we're going to try out today. Hello. I'm going to go around the room and ask each of you a question, one at a time. 
I'm going to think of the question after we've made eye contact and... <laughs> You've extracted part of either, their soul. Yeah, either yeah. either either during or after it's become slightly awkward to have been staring at you for so long. I've already <laughs> begun making eye contact with Greg. It's true. Greg. Yes. You know how there's like a North Pole, but then there's also a true magnetic North Pole? Yes. What is uh, what is a thing in your life that has two truths? <laughs> <laughs> what is a thing that has two truths? Oh my god! Oh my god! <laughs> Deep pig nailed it. Deep. Oh, this just got real. Wow! Uh, a couple of answers are coming up into my head. Uh, the first one is, I am. Both a lover and a fighter. Ooh. Ooh. Uh, I am also a peacock spider in that I am literally part peacock and part spider. Literally? I'm not sure you're using literally right. I am literally not using literally right. You are literally (laughs) correct. (laughs) Can you explain what you mean by peacock um, spider? What the, the peacock? Have you ever seen those videos of those little tiny spiders with brightly colored abdomens and huge eyes? And they they oh, do the type of spider. It is a little yeah. It is actually a type of spider. Oh. And there are these little spiders that are so they're spiders, but the, like, the name is one hundred percent accurate and evocative because their abdomens are so ornate and colorful. And for some of them, some of their papillae and legs are as well. So they're colored. They look like peacocks brightly colored like peacocks and it's the males that are that way so they are actually both peacocks and spiders in many ways i am like a peacock spider you're saying you're a fuck boy spider <laughs> yep no peacock <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> because then if you were asking me about my if you were to ask me about feelings and thoughts then this podcast would be much longer <laughs> live philip What's a question I could ask you that the answer would be way too long? <laughs> oh my gosh. This is hard. Um, uh, I mean, probably anything about like my romantic history. I'm just going to keep talking. So, yeah, that would be the question. What should I ask you instead? Um, uh- <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah. so Philip. That is a good. That's a good because I was not wanting to answer that question. Um, probably just like what my favorite donut is. Ooh, you have Ooh. a favorite? Oh. Yeah, all of them. <laughs> just kidding. I actually just think some donuts are garbage. Is more what it is, and I love all the rest of them. And mainly, Ooh. I'm gonna go on this podcast yeah, and say those donuts. I'm gonna say Glam Doll is overrated. You heard me, Glam Doll. Neg Wait, donuts. Neg yeah. those donuts. <laughs> yeah. uh, you know what though? If you need to put that much stuff on your donut, like what, what's your what what are some what's of my favorite, favorite donuts? donuts? Okay, yeah. like I like, like it. Flavors I like too. it simple. Okay. I like like the donut that's on my arm. Like that's a dream donut right there. That's just like good cake. What kind of donut is that for the listening oh, audience? Oh, sorry, yeah. it's the same. <laughs> just it's put it same, up to the mic. Liv. It's the same kind of donut <laughs> that's on the cover of my poetry book. Um, a oh, donut cries. Buy it on Amazon. Well Was this done. too long? Okay, bye. <laughs> She's not joking. She does have a book on Amazon. Philip. Thanks, Greg. Philip. God damn it, you two. But which you one has won. two L's? Okay, let's go back. Let's go go listen to the episode two weeks ago. Philip. <laughs> Philip. 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 Uh, you guys weren't there, sorry. Oh, I just belched. It still sounds funny. <laughs> when you make a mistake, do you admit it? Always. Always? Oh, I have made multiple mistakes, and usually I, I will admit to them. Can I ask a follow-up? Oh, yes. great. Um, do you admit it to the right people? No. Okay. No. Oh, wait, okay. <laughs> I didn't Flush this out. <laughs> no, uh, I, I will acknowledge that I've made mistakes, but they never get told to the correct people. That doesn't seem very yeah, useful. It sounds like the answer you should have started with is no. <laughs> but, but the answer is yes. I admit I make mistakes. To who, though? Goldfish. Just yeah, everyone like, else, like confidants. Facebook. Me. Yeah, Liv is one. Other fuckboys. 
<laughs> Usually I'll just make a Facebook status that's based off of a mistake that I've made, just turned into a bit to make other people like make me feel better about myself, but it doesn't work the way I want it to. And then I have to delete it later on. <laughs> I feel like your relationship with Facebook is complicated. <laughs> My relationship it's with Facebook is very complicated. It's just a mm. just a sea of bits emotionally calling out and calls uh, for help. emotional calls for help and hey come to my show <laughs> <laughs> that's not different than a cry for help <laughs> yeah. all i ever do is a cry for help <laughs> live i'm gonna talk to you about this answer later okay sorry for throwing you under the bus Bye. no but now people know that they can talk to you about my mistakes <laughs> that doesn't mean that she will tell people about it. getting very eyes. complicated Andrea, I was going to ask, like, what's the most complicated thing you you know? But then I was like, oh, it's going to be law. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's ar- arguable if I know it or not, but. <laughs> You'd really be a lawyer if you're arguing it- about it. Oh. Yeah. What's the second most complicated thing you know? <laughs> you, can't, you can't say me. <laughs> second most complicated thing I know. I would say... I have a weird memory of chronology. So like mm. I can basically if I of chronology like with my own life, I can place like let's say 90s boy bands um and the history thereof <laughs> through using my life. I can know, oh, this is I was a sophomore in high school then and that's when Millennium, the Backstreet Boys uh smash hit. CD came out. Wow. So I don't know if that's complicated, but it is uh, convoluted, to be clear. You have an extensive knowledge of the history of fuckboy bands. Of fuckboy <laughs> bands based on my own fuckboy life. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> that's the subtitle of this episode. <laughs> yeah. Final yeah. thing I'll ask is could you all just uh, sing together? Mm-hmm. This has been Phillips Corner. This has been Phillips Corner. Thank you so much. <laughs> well, we found it. We yeah, it. I feel like a lot of our acapella singing. I'm going to warn everyone here well, right I now that it's 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 very mushy and very Maybe ugly at first, and then we find yeah. You guys ready to do some improper of, uh... Yeah. Oh, man. Next up, We see a classroom with a chalkboard, and above the board is A, B, C, D, E, F, G, etc. On the chalkboard, the date is written. It's January 28th, 2017. There is only a few desk sitting in the classroom it's after school detention time all right children let's get to business i'd like you to write 50 times over and over over and over will not lie over. I will not lie. Over and over. I will not lie. Over not lie. I will not lie. Julie will not lie. Over and over. Julie will not lie. Over and over. I will not lie. Principal Sanders, you have a phone call in the office right now, and it sounds urgent. Oh my, I respect authority. Unlike these children in here, I will go. I will go. I will go. Thank you. You're welcome. I will not lie. Mr. Patterson, Mr. Patterson, you are watching us now. Mr. Patterson, 
Mr. Patterson, Patterson, you are watching us now. Write your sentences. But Mr. Patterson, I will still lie. Write your sentences. Over and over. But Mr. Patterson, I will still lie. John, write your sentences. But I'm going to lie. Write your sentences, John. Write your sentences. But if I write you will them, not lie. They will be a lie. John, I can't write these sentences. Becky, neither can I. Over and over. It's not a lie to say the school is falling apart. Over and over. The end is nigh. Over and over. over, and over. I oh. cannot lie. We've heard some troubling reports. Troubling reports. Miss. Sanderson. What troubling reports? There are no troubling reports, Superintendent. My school is perfect. Not according to these numbers. The numbers don't lie. The numbers do not tell the truth. Controller Stevenson, Superintendent, I'm wrongly accused. My school is perfect. The end is nigh. I cannot lie. What do your numbers say? I assure you they are untruthful. My teacher, Mr. Patterson, I don't trust him or his students. The numbers say that you have students under the education line. What that means is that there are failing Students numbers to be high. Students have been left behind. I object. Numbers don't lie. Numbers don't lie. Numbers don't lie. Fuzzy math. Fuzzy math. Numbers do lie. Numbers can lie. Numbers can lie. Mr. Patterson. He cares about teaching and learning and not passing the tests. Those were air quotes. Those were air quotes. I don't believe in, in air quotes or untruths. I won't have this rebellion at my school. What's going on in here? Why are you talking about me? Because your teaching skills are ruining my school. Mr. Patterson. Mr. Patterson. Mr. Mr. Patterson. Mr. Patterson. It's time for a duel. These kids are my life. Numbers should be your life. These kids are greater than numbers. The whole is greater than the sum of its parts. Mr. Patterson. Mr. Patterson. Mr. Patterson. I'm willing to die. For my class, can you say the same? Will you die for the school? I'll die for the school. I'll die for the truth. I'll die for the numbers. Numbers don't lie. Numbers can lie when Mr. Patterson Mr. is prioritizing Patterson. the wrong truths of education. He cares more about the edification of children instead of passage rates what do you say you're willing to die for all children to get left behind over and over left behind these children are not left behind 
Patterson will not be your patsy. Neither will these kids. These kids will do whatever I tell them to. Over and over. Is that true? I think it's true. Are you willing to test that? Is it quantifiable? If so, then I'm willing to test that. Not everything can be counted. If it counts, everything can be counted. Not everything can be counted. If it counts, everything can be counted. Not everything can be counted. If it counts, everything can be counted. Not everything can be counted. It will not count. These children count. These children can be counted. Can be counted. These children count. Can be counted. These children count. These children lie. Count. Becky, principal, I stand with Mr. Patterson. I stand with Mr. Patterson because he stands with us. You and your friend will be secluded and take my test about the effectiveness of my classroom. He's He's taught us. What has he taught you? He's taught us to stand up over and over. Stand up and be counted over and over. You will not win. The numbers always win. Numbers don't lie. Numbers don't lie. Stand up and be counted Over and over Shing! There's a thunderbolt in the sky Are you ready? I'm ready for this duel I'm willing to die, are you? I'm willing to die for math and facts and passage rates because everyone knows that's education. The end is nigh. The end's not nigh. The back truth to is back nigh. we stand. Back to back. back Ten to pieces. Back. Ten paces. One, Count. One. Count. Two. Numbers don't lie. Your system's a lie. Mr. Patterson. Mr. Patterson. Mr. Patterson. Mr. For his children, you <coughs> It's over and over. It's over and over. What have I done? Over you and over. Have killed what have I done? Over and over. You took what have I done? Over and over. Doesn't lie. Oh, I 
Jean. His death doesn't lie. Death doesn't lie. Death doesn't lie. And I must die. Stand up and be counted. Counted. And that's our show. Thank you to Improper. Thank you to Gregory Parks. And Liv Augusta. And Phil Schramm. And Andrea Ravitch. And <laughs> stop doing this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not in this group. I know. I know. But <laughs> and I Joe Yeh. Just, just, and Joe Yeh. Joe Yeh. I'm so Yay. excited, Philip. <laughs> and yes, Joe Yeh. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that was different, right, guys? Doing an acapella. Yeah. 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 Yes. That yeah. was uh, that was interesting. I feel like we kind of just had to really mimic each other and yeah. do do some harmonies, and it was. Do I think it in some ways we actually kept it a little simpler. Yeah. Yeah. Usually yeah. there's there's like an overarching kind of political theme or dr- dramatic theme, plus then you know two people fall in love. Right. After that usually. Well, I'm I'm pretty sure the the two. Um, <laughs> Characters the played by the controller and the superintendent. Yeah. The controller and the like superintendent. Like they were a couple. They're a power couple of that yeah. school I mean, district. It was yeah. subtext, but yeah. it was there. It was, it was there. there. It was I there. Could, yeah. uh, I assume those kids were also like passing notes. Uh, yeah. 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 Definitely. Notes of yeah. revolution. And, well, let's yeah. be real. It's probably Snapchat in these days. Oh, that's true. In these really days and age. That works. Hey, you know what? Except, I don't think so. Actually, think kids do still school. use notes, yeah. though, too. Except for the one who just kept actually writing it over yeah, and over. Yeah, you kept writing over and over. and over. Yeah, over like your, your use of over and over was kind of a nice filler on the bottom, because that would usually like be filled by the piano. So that was yeah. kind of nice. Filled. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what's coming up for you guys? When? How can oh, people? Oh, we don't have up? any shows coming up. Sorry. Aww. We are working on something though. Yeah, we're working on a top secret project that's gonna be super dank when it happens. Sweet. Can, can you I tell use us? That word right? Um, yes. Yeah. So our plan is um, we're gonna be hopefully hosting a musical uh, improv night. Um, fantastic. Yeah. Somewhere. Somewhere. Somewhere and with someone. a rotating yeah. crew of people. Because like you sure. referenced earlier, like there are a lot there's of been a lot. And it's been in the past stuff. like yeah. couple like year or so that there's just been like a blossoming yeah. too of a bunch of people joining Absolutely. the world of musical improv. So we wanna highlight that and because well, it's cool. scary, but it's not as impossible as people think it is. Right. No. So And it's also really cool. fun to see the range of musical improv that's been popping up. Yeah, right. There's so much right. Yeah, from the pickup artists to all kinds of Yeah, yeah. like yeah, musical harpies. improv it's weird. It yeah, almost screaming lends harpies. more yeah. of a structure. Like there's just it's there's mm-hmm. more stuff to kind of rely on. Yeah. Maybe Ringo will come out of retirement. Oh. That would be awesome. <laughs> well oh. we are that just set the stakes for that show a lot higher. Yeah. <laughs> but so I that's think our big project and that, that's, yeah. that's I think testament to the Twin Cities improv community yeah. because people things when things happen in waves, it's not because it's a fad sort of thing. It's because right. people say this is something that I'm scared of, and so yeah, I'm gonna meet this challenge. I'm yes. gonna challenge myself. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. How can people follow what's happening with you? Do you guys have a website? We don't. Probably not. Yeah, I feel yeah. like none of. Okay, so I will say, we all have like a lot of oversaturation of like Facebook pages, right. and so I think we've of kind course. of intentionally steered clear of having right. a Facebook page just to be like alt. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> Penguin did that too. Yeah. yeah, that's why. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I feel like for the most part, you just have to like just Facebook friend one of us, you know? Yeah. Um, <laughs> you can find us. Uh, <laughs> we should probably. I mean, we, we should, should maybe probably. figure out a way to like tell people, but like also just like, I don't know, know your stuff. Yeah, follow so, us. So follow We're not going to make it easy for you. Check out hugetheater.com potentially for shows, um, possibly Bryant Lake Bowl, mm-hmm. uh, other places in town. Uh, it's likely that you guys will yeah. be popping yeah. up there. Cool. Philip, what's going on with you? Well, speaking of not musical improv, but music and improv. Local music scene. The local Mom music Bucca. scene happens uh, once a month at Bryant Lake Bowl. You can also go to youtube.com slash philipsimmondet to see some music from me. There's a video we made for the Tiny Dank Desk new content. contest. Oh, Ooh. are they doing that again? Oh, wait, for what, what? For the Tiny NPR Desk. Tiny oh, Desk cool. concert. So oh, you can go I think that Galen Lee yeah. one last year. Oh, yeah. my God, that was... Oh. Post some dank memes. Sure. Yeah, <laughs> dank yeah. memes. 
Everyone dank. should post more dank memes. Is if dank one, good now? Yeah. Okay. If there's one thing we need in 2017, it's more dank just, memes and like wholesome dank memes. You know? Okay. Okay. Family friendly dank. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, Philip, how can people get a hold of us? They can send us an email next up at podcast at gmail.com. Like us on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash next at bat. And check us another amazing podcast out on noisepicnic.com. Go to iTunes, subscribe to our podcast, rate and review it. Let us know what you think. And tune in next week when we're going to have James Roan on as Troubadour, his solo yeah. musical yeah. show oh, where man. he takes oh. on the role of a traveling uh, folk artist and uh we may be in his band who knows we'll find out we'll find out it's all improvised so until then as always fuck i don't know revolt yeah yes. revolt against fuck boys